Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you've seen. Yeah! Ah! Four lights! So this is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And I am Dave Sellers. And it is Guys Night again. Yes! Whoop, whoop. But to be fair, the ladies were invited. But they were invited. And in person, too. We are in person tonight. This is the first time in... Oh, God, no. I don't know. It's been forever. Since whenever last time you decided to actually come to a con with us was the last time we recorded live. <laughs> yeah. You guys recorded live. We did. You did. It's just done there. Yeah, so it's been it's been a while, and then obviously COVID had kind of shut everything down, so I bet it's been almost two years. It has Maybe. Been, at, at least. least. At least since then, but the uh, women are not with us tonight. We have, uh, Em had some family obligations. She was supposed to be here and then had some health issues earlier on and said, you know what? This won't do it. And then uh, Jen got called into work. Yeah, poor Jen. <laughs> yeah. Jen, from who's the... Jen? Jen, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Jen. Jen. Chrissy. Chrissy. Oh, Chrissy, Chrissy. I know Chrissy. Yeah. I know Jen, too. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. sounds like they're suffering from the same labor shortage that they should the rest just, of us they, are. They should just hire students. We'll see how that works for us. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys did, but yeah, I saw somewhere today that they're actually hiring graduates of high school too to take over, like teaching, in some places. I saw that somewhere in the news. Like, and you can what? have a, you can have a bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. no education degree, and you can teach emergency wise. Hey, why not? And um, Kiefer was telling me that there's a student that graduated from CB. Is taking a three-week crash training course is coming back as a teacher's assistant to be paid for by the district. So I thought that's kind of interesting. It goes to show you the times we're in that people are just. Well, you, you go looking at uh, as far as teachers go, the numbers of graduates with teaching degrees over the last couple of years coming up to now. That number is getting exponentially smaller. Yeah. So it, it's thinking out of the box kind of and thing you know, and you know, you know, you uh, know, we're talking real life here, not sci-fi. But, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it feels like it sometimes. But, uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it, the, the the two blend with the pandemic <laughs> happening. And, uh, you know, the the, the exodus. You, you know, I'm a teacher, right? Uh, Dave and I work at the same school. If you didn't know that, you'd know it now. And the reality is that the teachers are dropping. I mean, mm-hmm. they people are getting out of the profession. They aren't coming back, and some of it. We didn't have. A, I don't know that we had a ton of teachers that did that. That at least I can think of. But I know some districts had a pretty big exodus out because they said, "You know what? We're old. We're 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 close to retirement, and the risk is not worth it." The, teaching under these conditions, learning new online systems. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of a, a lot of a big, big learning curve. Yeah, yeah big yeah, learning yeah. curve for maybe, sure. Maybe now is the time for me to uh, make a career change. Yeah, hey, hey, you come work for us. Okay, we have a position for you. Working in a school is great. Just weren't for all those stinking kids. Our teachers, <laughs> our stinking teachers, for that matter. Or the teachers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some of you. Yeah, yeah. 
yes. So, Dave, we do have to have the story about you setting fire to the school. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, but maybe we should give a little bit of history. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so it came across our chat. <laughs> and uh, Scott alluded to me trying to burn the school down or something. Yes. And got everybody questioning, uh-oh, did he finally snap? <laughs> well, you know, there's sometimes. It's, it's not uh, out of did the realm of possibility. Yes, yes. Did <laughs> Dave go postal? Uh, we, uh, Let's vote now. Stop the show and please drop into the uh, comments. Do you think Dave goes post? <laughs> <laughs> I saw J.J. Abrams there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, he was envisioning J.J. Abrams at the school, and that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Now, so we, we did, we've been having issues with the new, I mean, it's brand new facility. Yeah, just I mean, built. Brand new. Yeah. And multi, multi-million Multi-million dollar. Hundred million dollar project. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And we got a brand new fire alarm system installed, and we've been having issues with it since day one. It's very almost. good. It detects dust. It detects dust, yes. I mean, it, it, it's- <laughs> Which is great unless you're doing construction. Right. Which right. is what we were doing. Absolutely. So we've been getting nuisance alarms anywhere from- one every couple of days to up to four or five a day. Um, I think the count was higher than that, Dave. Per day. Per day. Per day. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm talking like 50 in about a couple-week period here. Yeah. So they finally went around and changed out a, a large amount of detectors, like almost 40 that were problem children. So did that over Christmas break, and we hadn't had a problem since. Well, this past week, Monday morning, three o'clock in the morning, my phone goes off. I'm like, that can literally only be one thing at this at this hour. Oh. <laughs> and it's fire alarm. <sighs> All right. Well, it's an hour till I get up. I'm like, I'm just gonna go into work. The heck with it. And the good thing I did. I show up there, fire department's there. And we go looking for what's what. And we get down the one hallway in the in the lower level of the building and uh, smells something odd. There's a haze in the air. Ooh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so we proceeded then to try to find out where this is all coming from. And in the process of it all, it dissipated. The scent smell dissipated. We could not find where this smoke came from. We had our maintenance crews on the roof looking over the, uh, the HVAC units on up top there. Couldn't find a single thing wrong. Of course, it is like one of the coldest. It's mornings. one of the coldest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like and Dave's up on the roof, 50, 20 degrees. <laughs> I'm up on the roof trying to dig through this in the dark. The roof's a sheet of ice because it just snowed the weekend week before. It was great. <laughs> Couldn't find a single thing wrong. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah. So I brought it all back online and. Haven't had a problem since, but yeah, cross your fingers. Yeah, right? now now it's got down to Dave setting the building on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pull in, you know, because so I got to school. I yeah. Dave, Dave and I get to school about the same time, and uh, I'm not which at is three, way too early, and not at three in the morning typically. Even normal time is yes. way too early. But uh, we get there, and like I pull in, and I'm like, oh, there's a ladder truck to the roof. Oh, there's fire truck on one side. I pull around to the other side. Oh, there's fire trucks on this side, too. <laughs> so literally, I pull in. We have a parking deck. I park in the lower deck, and I sit in my car for a while, and I'm like, I wonder if I'm allowed in the building. Because, because story goes, 13 years ago, <laughs> there was 
A rag thrown into a dryer. That wasn't 13. That was that was earlier than 13 years ago. Was it 15 years ago? No, it wasn't well, even it was, that long because I was still years, there. So 10, 10 years, years ago. ago at least, so 10, at least years 10 ago. years ago. So at least 10 years ago, there was a, uh, dry, a, a rag thrown into a dryer that literally caught fire. Mm-hmm. It literally caught, like, it caused... A ton of smoke damage. I don't know if it was a lot of fire damage. No. It, it was just a lot of just smoke. Just in the dryer. It was a lot of smoke damage in the lower end of the school. Oh, and, no. of course, I go in, and I'm sitting there prepping because there's a fire alarm going off. But you know what? I'm, I'm used to hearing these alarms go off all the time. And I'm doing my work, and the principal at the time comes in and goes, um, you can't be here. I'm like, okay, I will leave. Yeah. And uh, it legit was a fire. It was the only time yeah. we had a three-hour delay. Yep. And then they ended up canceling. And that was my department's fault on that one, too. My third shift guy was cleaning his uh, cleaning his towels and stuff, put them in the dryer, set the timer on the dryer, went over to the other side of the building. Now, keep in mind, picture it in your head. This building from the end he was on with the, with the, the washer and dryer to the side he was working on is about a third of a mile long. It, it is a huge footprint layout of this place. Sets the timer on it. The timer malfunctions because the washer dryer is like it's like from the dark 20, Yeah, it's almost twenty years old at this yeah, point. Yeah. Back when Dave was born. Back when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they, they lit up. They caught fire in there. The inside of that dryer was smashed. But the, the the kicker was you're right. The smoke as it's coming out the dryer exhaust through there. There's a leak above the ceiling in the dryer exhaust pipe. So we had smoke pouring out of there. Which covered, now I said, a third of a mile from end to end. Two-thirds of that building had smoke clearing. Had to get, had to, they had the restoration company in. They took every ceiling tile out, two-thirds of this building, wiped down every rafter above there, everything, every pipe, everything above the it ceiling. Was a long process. It, it took months for them to finish this off. It, that was... That was a heck of a time. Oh, man. Do you, you remember when the boiler... Well, it, was, it was on a Sunday, but when uh, we had the incident in the boiler room? No. That was a little after that. One, something something backed up with the one boiler. It was time and, for a new school. Oh, it was... Basically, it, Miles, it was time for a new school. It was a Sunday morning. Plumes of black smoke coming out of the uh, out of the roof of the building, out of the, the, the exhaust for the, for the boilers. The entire boiler room was coated in black soot. But that was more contained. That was contained to there. Yeah. Yeah. So. But the, I mean, even now after the renovation, I'm pretty sure there's some areas down there that still have things covered in black soot. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, fun oh, times. Man. Yep. 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 So uh, the short story is days of pyromaniac. Pyromaniac. Right. Pyromaniac. So, Fire. I know we're off, you know, off topic, but what do they do at the school? I mean, the old school, they demolish it or? Yeah. Uh, so yes, but we continued to teach while they were demolishing it. It was very fun. Yeah, All right, so we're still doing it. Tear down, rebuild on site. Yeah, yeah. while we're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Try to teach literature when all you hear is a go 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 go. Jack Sanger. Yes, yes. No explosives. So yes, only Dave. Only Dave. You hear it. Only Dave when he walks into the bathroom and sees the bathrooms destroyed on a TikTok challenge. Hundred million dollars, and you. 
Destroy the bathrooms. Yeah. School would be a great place if it wasn't yeah. all the kids. <laughs> I, I have hope for the future, guys. Okay. Oh, I, I don't go home with hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that can give us hope and that we can look forward to is our science fiction. Beautiful so, professional yeah. segue, oh, too. Let's I, do that. that I is like admirable. It. You know, you'd think I've been doing this for about 12 years. Miles, it's been 12 years. I know, right? 12 podcasts. years. How, how many podcasts? Was it left? 2009 we started? Was it that was. it? Yeah. So it's uh, 2020, and it's 12 years. Mm-hmm. 12 years. Is that right? Or is it more than that? Is it 13 years? I don't know. I can't do 13, that. 12, 13, 12, I'm, I'm an English teacher. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. Yeah, I've been doing it that long, Miles. Yeah. Um, I'm not a math nerd, so I, I can't. Uh, yeah, well, you you came on, I guess, maybe a few months after we started, but that's how long the show's been running until all this incarnation. You, so. you and Don were doing it in 08 a little bit, and then I joined. Uh, no, we, we started we started January 09, and you joined us, like, March. Right. It was right after The Watchmen came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, we sat... With kids in the theater watching the big blue penis. <laughs> Sorry, folks. This is uh, yeah, it was. This is going to be one of these was, shows, guys. It was. It was. It was. I, all I remember <laughs> is Watchmen comes out, which you know R rated, right? I don't mind going to see R rated, but you know, Doctor Manhattan. I really didn't need to see his blue schlong. He went out <laughs> on a I don't giant know, screen, a thirty foot theater, right? And there's families in there with like six year old kids sitting right in front of me. Oh, jeez. I'm like, he's not wrong. I'm like, folks. I'm like, um, so you get bringing a six year old to an R rated movie. <laughs> and that explains this generation, Dave. It really does. I no, just saw I'm that. Just kidding. <laughs> saw that giant schlong. That's right. <laughs> they ruined him young. <laughs> Nothing they can't find on the internet, uh, that's for sure. Okay, well, let's easier. talk a little bit about what's going on in our sci fi world. Um, and uh, who wants to start? Miles, why don't you start? Yeah, so this is what my list is not last two weeks. It's more like four weeks or maybe a little longer. Well, that's right, because we didn't talk the last time about our list. I we didn't. Add to my list. But, um, so I, I saw Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters a couple weeks ago. Saw Injustice on Amazon Prime. It's, a just, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the Justice League universe. It's about on Earth, Superman suffers a major loss and goes rogue. And I, I really enjoyed the film. Um, some of you may have played the video game. Some of you may have read the comic book. I enjoyed it immensely, but I wish it was a little longer. I think this story is long enough and deep enough that could have been a two-parter, but uh, they went with one part. Um, I'm enjoying uh, Star Wars Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. Superman on the CW has come back. I think that's one of the best iterations of Superman I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, enjoying Star Trek Discovery, even though it's kind of taking a, a hiatus for be back in a few weeks. Uh, really enjoying Prodigy. I thought the, the the episode before last, where they had holograms of three, um, you know, um, I would call holy relics of the past uh, shows. They brought them back for an episode. Um, Watch an interesting show on HBO Max called Be Foreigners. The concept is. Um, these uh, these time portals open up in the water, and uh, these people from the three different periods of time in the past are coming. Um, the uh, prehistoric era, um, the Viking era, and the 19th century. And it's like 15 years later, and so they've integrated these people in the society and stuff. But it's it, it's it's interesting clash of worldviews and. Um, but it's, it's and, and the main characters are cops. One of the characters, she's a 
she she came from the Viking area, so you have a female Viking cop, which makes for great TV. Um, I uh, bought some time travel novels Ooh. off Amazon. Um, I am I just finished reading oh, not that long ago. Uh, uh, Star Trek uh, Coda Book 3, Oblivion's Gate by David Mack. I'll be talking more about that later. I'm currently reading the time travel novel, The Time Twisters, a Mark McKnight time travel adventure. Um, uh, book 2 by uh, uh, Kim uh, uh, Megahy. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last, his or her last name right. but uh, So that's what's going on in my sci-fi world right now. Cool. You liking those Coda books? I, I did. And... Um, I'm not, that 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 that's in that's in my list, and so I'm going to expand upon that more. Cool. Um, but um, it's good. I can't wait to hear it. They're on my list, my audible list here to get with my next credits. But Dayton, that's good. David uh, Dayton Ward wrote the first one. He's he's a longtime friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, James Swallow wrote the second one, and 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 Mac wrote the third one. And uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll hold that. I'll hold my conversation about those books uh when we get to our list cool um so what do you think of the so the new superman show i don't is is this is it not animated no it's live action it's on the cw uh it's superman and lois um and this they they superman and lois are married they have two teenage uh, twin boys they move back to smallville uh i mean superman is still saving the world but he's experiencing human problems of, you know, trying to be a father to two teenage boys and, you know, just the norm, normal stuff. But it's written – the writing in it is just so good. Uh, one of the boys has experienced powers now. The other boy hasn't. And so there has created some drama and conflict. Um, but uh, and it doesn't it, it, it doesn't feel like a typical CW show. I just think the writing is just a little more – deeper and, and more thought out more, but I can't say enough good things about it. Cool. Good. Fantastic. Yeah. All right, Dave, go ahead. Oh, let's see. Oh, my sci-fi world here. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. And that's uh, been my excitement here for so far in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't remember when the last time we talked about that. What talked we did this was, but, uh, I watched Hawkeye. That was great. Um, finished watching Discovery. I don't know. I can't wait for Strange New Worlds and stuff to come out. I, uh, Discovery, yeah, D- Discovery just Picard. I can't wait. For I can't wait for yeah Picard even there too. I mean that that's fine. I, I, it's it's something about this long form storytelling with Star Trek that. For whatever reason, it's just not keeping my attention. Like I, I, I'm struggling watching Discovery. I want to love it. I want to watch it out of there. And it's good. It's good, but it's just difficult sometimes. You want you want to go back to the episode. Episode, yeah. I mean, and and you can do a long form story arc in an episodic format where you're getting. All three scene, you know, all three acts in an episode, and I miss some. I miss that. Right. I really miss that. Dave, let me ask you. Um, yeah. I, looking at people's social, comments on social media about the new Star Trek that's been on CBS, some people are struggling with that. You know, as, you know, people who are you know more from the Berman era mm-hmm. and original series, 
the new stuff is just not gravitating or not, not grabbing them. How's that? I mean, yeah. what, what, what's your experience? The, the Picard grabbed me for the simple fact that I know Picard. Mm-hmm. There's I, a nostalgia I, factor with Picard that you can't, you can't dismiss. No, I, I've had my, my, my entire life in Star Trek has had Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard in it. Mm-hmm. Whether it had been the original runs of the of the next generation in the movies or my continued watching of it. I, I've loved the character. I've I've known it. You brought in Jerry Ryan, the end of the end, end of the first season. Beautiful. I know her. Mm-hmm. I seven years of her. Mm-hmm. Or well, not seven years of her, but however many seasons she was in there. You, you got to know posters on the wall, Dave. Look, no. let's not get too uh, <laughs> you know, too personal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, not that I could blame you. Right? Yeah, 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 just listen. listen. <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew the character. I, I had a background with the character. I had a history with that character. You know, even some of the 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 ancillary characters they pulled in that, like seeing Hugh again. Mm-hmm. That was just awesome. Yeah. And I could follow where that was going because I knew or had it at least the background of what led up to it. Discovery. It's all new and great. Granted, and again, and I want to preface all of this with saying it's Trek. I'd watch it before ninety percent of other television, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever it is. But it's characters I don't know. The best season was when the Enterprise showed up with Captain Pike and Spock. That <laughs> that was the best season <laughs> because you knew because the we knew this. It was familiar, and seeing those familiar characters, and I'm including the Enterprise in that, in a modern version was just spectacular. It's why he likes J.J. Abrams. It's why I despise J.J. Abrams. <laughs> he jacks up everything I love. I'm just kidding. But, just kidding. Let's not get him on that rant. But, but yeah, <laughs> but minus all of that. Mm-hmm. And now you're jumping, you went from, from pre-Kirk, now you're jumping a gazillion years beyond everything else like that. It's great because you've got a full storyline, but I'm sorry. I know it's futuristic. I know it's out there. Your ship design work sucks. I'm sorry. Those things are ugly. They're silly looking. I, 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 I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And that's me. And the storylines, I mean, every I mean, every time you just solved one magical galactic problem with the burn, and now we've now have this giant V'ger-like anomaly that's eating up planets and all this other kind of stuff. Okay, great. Everything is coming to an end here. I miss the episodic mm-hmm. alien of the week, planet of the week. Let's explore strange new worlds. Let's find this new life again. I, I just, I, I can't. Well, you're going to have to wait till the Orville comes out. You know what? That's another one that's starting to really piss me off. I've been waiting how many years now? No, right? Freaking season three of Orville. It's supposed to be coming out this year. Right? And it darn well better be because I'm going to be. Ooh. Yeah, because I mean that that was probably yeah. the closest thing you had to track. That, that really like, was like the original track. Yeah. And McFarland, you get it out there because you're on your way to making the list with JJ. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking the long time. Yeah, no, our George R. R. Martin. George right. Martin. Yeah. Um, so, let but me the add- animated stuff. But even though the animated stuff, like Lower Decks, I freaking love Lower Decks. But that's for a, but for a different reason, right? It's, right. it's a different different animal. It's, it's not. It's not. It's still not real track right. per se. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And now Picard coming back again with freaking Q. Oh, oh I love Q. Yeah, you better believe <laughs> that we're, we're gonna see we're gonna see some more cameos of the characters oh, that we yeah. loved. Yeah. And, oh, and Riker and Troy. God, how could I forget bringing back Riker and Troy? Oh, yeah. I almost cried oh, watching my, an episode. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to see him show up at the end there. Oh, like, oh yes. yes. <laughs> Blow it up. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's and and with see having data involved in it and, and, and getting a a closure to his character that you really kind of felt robbed with a little bit at Nemesis. Yeah, yeah. It it, it it's just it was very different and much more much more appealing to get into. Right. But you're going to ask me something, Scott. No, no, no. That was it. I was, that was, uh, I, I, I hear you. And I think that sentiment follows a lot of people that, yeah. that miss that. Um, you know, it's not that we, I mean, D Space Nine certainly had its long story arc. Right? Yes, it did. Right. Um, but somehow it feels like some of the newer Trek's sacrifices the stuff that really challenged us to think the yeah. social commentary for the story and it's not that you can't have a large story and yet still have still have it feel like there's some they're episodic in right. some ways and, and that's and i know this is going to be controversial and you can all hate me if you want i really don't care but <laughs> If you hate Dave, vote down below. Vote down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave your comments in the, uh, the, the the social commentary that Star Trek has always been very good with is great because yes, it makes you think, but they do it in a way where you catch yourself not knowing you're thinking about it. Right. You liked it when it was hidden. When it was hidden. This is what I liked about Battlestar Galactica, if you remember. It was like it addressed issues and it said and it wrestled with them, and then it walked away, and it's like, but there's no answer. They didn't give you an answer. They right. made you come to your own conclusion. Yes. And and I want to, th- I want to be made to think yes. and not told the answer. I don't want yes. the answer rammed down my throat. Yes, but I want to be challenged to maybe think outside my box. Yes, I, I think of the, I think of the episode in Orville where the two guys have a female baby. Yes, and they have to determine whether or not they're going to leave it as female. Yes, and this is. And I mean, obviously, transgender is a huge issue these days, but they don't answer it for you. And you're left to wrestle like, ah. And not only do they not answer it with you, it becomes a reoccurring issue when Bordis hasn't been able to cope with the fact of what happened. And he's not comfortable with the decision that is that Clyden is made for it. Right. And it's a continued it's a continued thing. And to see how, how a decision like that affected his marriage mm-hmm. when he turned the holodeck into what everybody who, anybody who's really thinking and honest themselves knows what a holodeck is going to be used for. Yeah. When he turned it into his own little porn claim, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really dealt, dove into that. And the, the, the woke trek that became discovery. Well, I'm fine with whatever. Put a character there. Do whatever you want to do, but do it for a reason. Do it because you're telling a story. Do it because you're making people think the way Trek has always been done with and not to check a box or to make some political point. And maybe they're doing that. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But the fact that it is that some things are so 
blatantly obvious in there, I think turns a lot of people off. Because in, in a highly politicized society that we are now, any any kind of message like that can get I don't distorted. Know, I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. Yeah, I know, I'm sure you know. Yeah. I, 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 I just, this is, what do you mean political yeah, society? Yeah, political society. No, let's not talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> that one, this will never end. I intentionally so, wore the other shirt rather than right, what I was planning right. because of that. <laughs> you know, the, so I think the question, I think there's place probably in the Trek universe for both types of Trek. And I wonder right. if the people of Discovery, and Dayton could probably answer this better than we can, uh, being that he's intimate, he's a consultant for many of them for mm-hmm. authenticity and Trek, is... I wonder if in Discovery they were trying to make a character-driven show, and it became not a, it became more about these characters and how to develop, and less about the message in each right. individual episode. And so the transformation that Burnham goes through, right. either or that you see the various characters deal with, they deal with real issues, and certainly these are relevant to us today. Right. But it is certainly not the track that we got used to up till discovery. Right. You know, even right. enterprise, the latest inter- the, the, the oh, yeah. was very episodic in nature and was very much a traditional track. And mm-hmm. then we get this and, mm-hmm. and, and even with that, when you look at it with the exception really of enterprise and Voyager, because their writing was not good enough to do this for whatever reason, but TOS next gen deep space nine, while being very episodic over the course of that show, it was very character driven. You got to know characters, characters. characters. So they're character, characters. They're going to grow. Yeah. They're going to grow. And, and to see that happen is, is what made it really, really good. It didn't happen in one episode. No, it happened no. over the season. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. and I, as far as, I mean, I think D Space Nine did the best as far as character development. Oh yeah. I mean, what what they did with all the supporting characters, you forgot there were supporting characters because they they played such a pivotal part of the plot, and also they 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 changed and grew along with everybody else did. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, I mean, I'm listening to a podcast, Trek podcast. They're talking about the last episode of D Space Nine, just talking about you know. The character of Damar, you know, you, you only see him. He, he has one line in an episode, and then he's like one of the, you know, becomes a, a very, you know, a very important player yes. in in season in seven. Um, so uh, no, I'm just I, I I you know, um, so you're still enjoying Discovery. It's just maybe not as much as maybe the Berman era. Yes, yeah, and not and not and not as much as I want to. Yeah, I really really want to. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe that'll change it. I mean, I, I, mean, I, the think, it's, I, I think it's hard because yeah. I mean, you, you you look at all the Trek you watch and yeah. you say you look at it and say Trek these days. My generation Trek was you know it's you know you, a little bit. There's a little bit of that, and so maybe this this is a Trek for the current generation. Maybe it's to bring people into Trek that weren't into Trek. I maybe don't know. It, it, it's it's like Scotty says in the next gen episode of Relics. When he's with Picard on the holodeck on the bridge, he's like, it's like the first time you fall in love. You never quite ever feel the same with anyone else again. <laughs> or something along those lines. I don't think that was. Uh, it's, but it, it, it's, it's really how it is. I mean, yeah. I, I fell in love with the Berman era. That's when 
Trek was at its peak. It's when I was young enough and, and dove into it and nothing else just seems to match up quite the way it did with that. Mm, very good. But anyway, as far as the rest of my sci-fi world, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy, that was a nice great discussion on that. Discussion. But, um, <laughs> I finished, I'm on to book six. I finished, well, I finished the third book in the Thrawn ascendancy trilogy. Great. Um, I don't know if I talked about that before or not. Um, I just started book six of the Firefly, the Firefly series on Audible. Cool. First five have been great. Sixth one is is, 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 is who's the reader in them? Uh, the the reader or the uh, the narrator? Yeah. Um, I don't need to look it up. My cat. I was just curious because sometimes that sways me. Like James Anderson Foster, uh, but he, he's a good reader. Oh, he's a good reader. I, and and with, I mean, he's a good reader, and and the writing is good enough. That when when you're hearing him talking from the characters, I hear it in the voice of the characters. Mm, that's, so that's it, kind. It's the best kind. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, book six of that. Um, over Christmas break, I got to. I found some solo rules for Star Wars Rebellion, a tabletop game, and sat down and dug it out and spent the hours setting it up and playing my first round to it. And of course, the AI part of it just whoop my ass something fierce um but it's fun now i have this giant game that i can play by myself when i want to now and again all right um let's go looking for yeah i think that's really been about it's really been about it hasn't been much too much lately since i found the wwe network on peacock and (laughs) And there you go well (laughs) That's what gets played on the sci-fi uh, channel these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my sci-fi world, I just want to look up something real quick. But my sci-fi world, um, Boba and uh, Boba <laughs> and Boba and Boba. In case you're Boba. In case you're laughing, I actually do have this written out in my show notes. Scott, you, I think you're being a little vague and unclear about uh, your Boba. Sci- yeah. sci-fi world. Boba. I'm okay. noticing something here. Yeah. Boba. Are you enjoying Boba? Uh, you know what? I am. And I know there's I know it's not knock on total love uh from people online, but I just love seeing Boba Fett back on the screen. And Mana Wing or whatever her name is is like my name. You know, whatever. No win. Yeah, see, yeah. see I can't even say her name. <laughs> but anyways, uh I loved I love love her character. Mm-hmm. Um I love the way the story the direction it's going. I love seeing the twins. I love seeing, you know, the black Wookiee. Uh, it was oh, just, yeah. The uh, big giant Wookiee. Yeah, it was, was, it was just fit. And seeing the rancor there and mm-hmm. then discover, like, Boba's going to be riding a rancor. And uh, this is going to be cool, right? So, I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's a really, it's a really good show. I'm really enjoying it. Maybe not perfect. But, you know, I really have enjoyed the flashbacks as well. Yeah. Because half the episode is, you know, them him in the Bakta tank flashing back to when he was in the Sarlacc pit. And they're using it to tell the backstory of, like, how he survived. Um, and, you know, you felt bad when the Sand People were devastated. You know, it's just, and it's just, and he's, he's badass <laughs> as a Sand person. Like, yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. I thought this guy was bad beforehand, mm-hmm. well, and now it's Boba. They, they, they humanized 
the Tuscan Raiders. They did, which, and, which was fantastic. fantastic. They made you care about yes, them. Yeah. because yes. you know after the attack of the clones, when Anakin takes them out, yeah. you're like these these guys are brutes, mm-hmm. yeah. and they 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 carry that through at the beginning, and then as he lives with them, you realize this is a society, a survival society. Yeah. Well, and, and and how how cool is it? That for an entire group of people that has no lines of dialogue outside of, er, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you can, you're learning and understanding them, their little tribal culture from from nothing but just watching how they interact with each other. Right. It's it's fascinating and yeah. such great writing and directing. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Wally, right? You yeah. watch Wally, and you 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 find out all about this robot, no dialogue, yeah. and it's the same thing. You see the interaction of this tribe with no dialogue. And, and why did they not let these guys make the 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 third trilogy of movies instead? Start it with J.J. freaking Abrams. I mean, look, good look, God, look how just, great this dismount, is! <laughs> dismount, Dave. If you get you on J.J., you're going to record there because Ugh. John Favreau wasn't available at the time. Yeah, I don't know. Avengers. Oh, that's Avengers. true. He was involved in the Avengers. Just a little uh, bit. Yeah. I, I, that, 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 that would be it. Like, you know, okay. You know, happy. Well, he's available now. So let's, uh, you know, I mean, burn they, it down like my school been, and do it right. Yeah. <laughs> he should have been their first choice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean absolutely. Yeah. You know, money talks, paid him a little bit. There's but a great meme out there about JJ saying, yeah, I mean, the, the fans, are not going to like the aesthetic of the old Star Wars and stuff. And then there's a picture of John Favreau that says, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly, yeah, and absolutely. You know, it, it is it is refreshing. You have a show that is entirely set on the very first planet that we experience in the Star Wars yeah. series. Yep, and you you, ha- you have everything. You have the musicians. You have the Jawas. You have the Tusken Raiders. Jawas Palace. You even have C-3PO running around or a version of the protocol droid. Not droid. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, it's everything that you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So Boba, I'm really enjoying Boba. Uh, along with, since we're talking Star Wars, I began watching the Bad Batch because I, thought, oh, I don't have anything to do. I want to try it. I tried it and realized that I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. So it's very Clone Wars style and I'm appreciating the, the storyline. And the little cameos that come in from the Clone Wars, you know, Bane, oh, yeah. Bane and you know, just it's just it's just fantastic, Rex, yeah. and yeah. So like, I'm enjoying it. A little bit of a problem. Those of you who've seen the show, a little bit of a problem with you know the fact that you have these clone troopers running around with this like 12 year old boy girl uh, that seems. But there's a reason they establish it later on, um, and they struggle with it too. So I think that makes it. And I'm a little. I'm just overlooking it. It's yeah. not something that's really a hill to die on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to finish that one. I started it, and, and I'm about eight episodes yeah. in, and now and now I'm distracted by watching The Eternals, which is next to my list. So I'm making a point to watch it. I was watching when Miles walked in here. I'm about a half t- half of the way through the video, the movie. Yeah, not bad. Certainly nothing that I'm probably going to watch again. Um, the premise of it's interesting. The twist halfway through is interesting in them wrestling with it. Okay. You know, basically, we're the good guys. Oh, wait a minute. Are we the good guys? That sort of wrestling. That's ah. 
So it's interesting. And also they're like scattered. So part of it is I'm hunting to find each other to kind of deal with this. Okay. This is coming on. And of course the world's in Pearl because after all, it wouldn't be an Avengers movie or a Marvel movie without the world being in Pearl. Oh, of course. Not. And um, we have that here. So is that streaming now? Uh, it is now on Disney, on Disney plus. plus. Okay. So it's, it's free to you. If you have Disney plus, I do. <laughs> so um, other than that, um, I began watching Wolverine in Japan. Oh, is that what it's called? I mean, no. I don't know, but I don't I, I only saw, I said, it's Wolverine. I saw an HBO Max. There's Wolverine. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. I thought it was the first movie. And I'm like, I'm sitting there watching it about 10 minutes and I'm like, the, the first movie didn't start this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another Wolverine movie? What? There's another Wolverine there's movie? There's two. There's Wolverine and uh-huh. then there's the second one, which Where is he, Wolverine in Japan. Yeah, that he goes to Japan in the second one. Oh, I didn't even know they made a second one. Yeah, yeah. it's so, based on a comic book. So yeah. okay. all I remember is I watched the first one. I bootlegged it because it had dropped early on like the torrent sites. Oh, yeah. And so I down without some of the special effects, I downloaded it, watched it. I absolutely, I'm like, people were, I don't know if you remember it, people did well, not like People that hated movie. it. And I loved it. It was one of my favorite Wolverine movies. I can't remember if I saw that one or It not. was just fantastic. And then I'm like, so that's why I kind of, this nostalgia thing making me want to watch it again, you know, queue it up, watching it. I'm like, this is not it. So I got, he's in Japan, the big fight at the temple scene after at the funeral scene, and that's kind of where I'm at. So I didn't make it very far in the movie, basically. Okay. Huh. Um, and I don't know that I'm going to go back to it. It's kind of one of the things that I liked it, but it wasn't what I was expecting. So. Gotcha. I'm not sure how much you liked it if you're not going to finish it. Well, I, well, I liked what I saw. Okay. And anything with Hugh Jackman, I'm like, i got to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't uh, didn't grab me. There was a movie he did last year. I forget. Yeah, the one about the memories. Yeah, I'll, yeah, recall, relapse, or I don't know. I'll, I, I meant to see that one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you see, that one doesn't appeal to me either. So interesting. Um, okay. Um, other than that, literature wise, I am smack dab in the middle of Leviathan Falls. It is the ninth book of the Expanse series by James S. A. Corey. Um, it's the one they, they, they plan on writing a nine book story arc. This is book nine, and we're going to see how it wraps up. And right now, I have no clue. After I'm about a couple hours into it, and I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Oh, good. And um, there's one of the main characters they blow away. You're like, oh, that's it. Nice. But he's, but they, something happened to him in the prior book. And then, like, a couple chapters later, his voice appears. I'm like, and that's a great thing about audiobooks. If someone does an audiobook right, the way they portray the, it doesn't even need to be a, a change in their voice. The way they portray the character, like, yep, that's Amos. You know, you know, just from the way they speak. Nice. So, anyways, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Also, read Ravenwood. This is by, um, oh, see, I can't remember the name, Nathan Lowell, who wrote the Quartermaster series. Uh, you can find that on iTunes, I believe. Um, a book series, but this is a fantasy book you read. I read it for another podcast. I'm in the Orbital Sword, which I'm also a part of. And Kiefer and I listened to this book on the way up. It was New Year's Eve. We read it. Uh, we were going up to the mountains, three hours away. Listened to it, and he was on his phone doing stuff. He goes, "We're two two and a half hours in." Dad, he goes, "Dad, this book sucks." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, he goes, nothing is happening," and. 
he does something interesting in this book. He casts the main character as like a late fifties old woman who's the main character. And about, it takes you about four hours in before something happens. And you're like, wait a minute, this woman kicks ass. And like, there's something in her, like she is, and there's this town that they call Ravenwood that she becomes central to and ends up saving the town. It's fantastic. It actually, I really, I was like, well, there's two other books in your series. When are these out in audio? And they aren't. But, um, so I enjoyed it enough to do that, but it was a slow burn at first, but really methodically on the character development. You really learn to care about these characters, and that's what helped me. That's into the good. Story. So, so yes, Kiefer said it, and then so of course I'm torturing him on the way back. We're listening to it again. He goes, <laughs> and then the first fight happened. He goes, finally. <laughs> so he was tuned in, even though he said he wasn't listening and not caring. So that's like kid sometimes, but but. Anyways, oh, there, there, that's our sci-fi world. I don't know if I have anything else that's going on. Hawkeye, watched Hawkeye, enjoyed Hawkeye thoroughly, watched it twice, once by myself, and then Kiefer goes, you watched it without me? I'm like, I'll watch it again. <laughs> and then I watched it again with him and really enjoyed it a second time as well. Good. I do have a question for you about that. Okay. So I may have missed this in some of the other Avengers movies, uh, the Marvel movies, Hawkeye's wife. Uh huh. Her significance. They they indicate that she has a past with the Avengers that I don't know about because she is a watch that belonged to her that somehow is core. And I'm like, okay, they're either a setting up something for the future with Hawkeye's wife that we don't know about that this is kind of central. Right, because mm-hmm. the watch is kind of this side story that you find this watch, and then you realize, wait a minute, something else is here. I don't know, so I feel like I'm in the dark. Well, Do you guys know something. I don't. I don't. I don't think you're missing anything. You don't really see Hawkeye's wife much at all, really, until uh, Infinity War and Endgame, right? Or Infinity War. Judging by just from the context of their dialogue and what they're 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 into in, in Hawkeye, like she she knows a lot of what goes on with them. Right, obviously he's pretty honest. He's pretty him. honest with her, and I think the the watch. I, I'm waiting to see what the significance of the watch is, because I I don't know if that's. To me, that could be anything from a beacon, like an emergency beacon that would signal who knows who and and could be used for for whatever else. Maybe it's a family heirloom. I I, I don't know, but that was a pretty pivotal. I think that she might be an Avenger, like one that just said, you know what? Family, I'm going to take time to raise a family. Maybe spend time with this, but I don't know. Miles, do you have any insight into this? Well, I just googled something. Um, there's a theory that um, she might break. she might be a former uh, Shield agent, and that's maybe how they met. Um, I, I, I didn't say this. I forgot to mention that I, I've watched a few episodes of Hawkeye. I am enjoying it. I just haven't 
had time to watch all of it. Okay. And I saw the episode where they're talking to each other in Russian, and I'm like, okay, there's more to her than meets the eye. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Really the fact that she knows Russian, the fact that she's like, go do what you got to do. Like, very yeah. understanding. Like, um, and, 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 and the fact that, and this is just a dude perspective. A dude. You got your husband. Yep. Running around the globe. Mm-hmm. Running around the galaxy. With hot ass <laughs> Natasha, <laughs> and you're cool with that. To the kids, call her Aunt Nat. You have a history here that there is something right beyond because there's you're just trust. his wife sitting at home because there is a trust there that I could guarantee my wife would not have with me if I was running around with Natasha Roman, <laughs> <laughs> unless unless they were. Buds or acquainted or somewhat somehow before. That's that's it. There's there there is a history there, and I yeah. I really hope they flush that out in yeah. the next season because I, that, do too, I think because I there's a lot I, there, there. There's something there. There's yeah definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyways, enjoyed Hawkeye both times I watched it. So cool, it well, good well, deal, well done. Yeah. All right, you ready to move into our top five things from 2021? Let's do it. You ready for this? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. All right. Well, um, do you want me to start? Go ahead, Scott. I will. So I'm going to start at number five and work our way around. What, we'll typically, what we typically do with these shows is we all talk about our number five, and then we do our number four, et cetera. So my number five this past year is when Chrissy transitioned into Jen. <laughs> it was a transitioning. So, so now, uh, yeah, she's now, uh, she's come out as Jen and yes. so, it's, it's, uh, so she's now officially Jen on the show. So listeners, just, just, uh, do we need I, to give context for this again? I, I, well, I want my, this is how I experienced this. Um, I just left the restroom. I heard Scott say something about Chrissy transitioning. I'm like, <laughs> well, hey, what do I know? What do I know? It's like, you know, where does your mind go when you hear that? <laughs> right, right, um, right. So the story goes, this is actually, I mentioned Kiefer before. This is actually a story that comes out of Kiefer, who, for the past three or four years, any time Chrissy walks into my house, uh, Kiefer's first response is, hey, Jen, how you doing? <laughs> because he thinks she looks like a Jen. So <laughs> this story came out. And we began to then call her Jen and did that one entire episode. And it's kind of stuck, at least for, not, for right now. She is now Jen on the show. <laughs> also goes by Chrissy as her alias. That so. was a great episode. Too. So, yeah. So, Jen, right? Um, so, uh, is what it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, her transitioning into Jen. That's my number five. There you go. This past sci-fi thing. Cope. There you go. Dave, how about you? Well, my number five would be the constant torturing of Jen with faith of the heart. I've got faith. <laughs> whether it be whether it be the singing of the heart or the, or the constant uh, subtle memes. Su- the, the subtle memes that Miles so Quietly drop. I feel like I need quietly and skillfully drop (laughs) into the chat. (laughs) What's What's funny is that Miles busts me all the time about all the dirt I rib Miles Dave on, (laughs) but Miles really is just as bad. He just does it quietly. 
<laughs> and he does it with how he goes, me, just drops in and walks away. And it's like, <laughs> and then I sit there up. for 20 minutes watching it. Waiting to see Chrissy's little profile icon pop on to know that she saw it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so it's funny. usually, you know, she usually pipes in, I hate you. Yes, that's right, usually right, about right. how it is. Like, it buys. Score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes. It's not on my one. list, but it's something I, I, I enjoy along with you. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Uh, and the country version of Faith of the Heart. Oh, it's Scott's birthday party, right? So he's got this. Uh, the DJ there, he's got a whole mix of music. It's all mostly sci-fi music. Yeah, most sci-fi music. And then this twangy country thing starts playing on, and the lyrics start, and you're going, oh, this is going to be great. I know this song. <laughs> and then you watch Chrissy sitting there, picking up on it, and then quietly seething <laughs> yeah, in hatred, looking at Scott mouthing, I hate you. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> It's fantastic. So yes, that that is a highlight. Highlight. Yeah. <laughs> you see her eyes start turning red, and all of a right, sudden, right, right. You see the her, dark uh, side transition is complete. You don't know. So power. Jen could really be like her Sith name. Right. Right. Yeah. I think like <laughs> Sith Jen. Darth Jen. <laughs> Darth Jen. Exactly. Yeah, Darth Jennifer. Uh, Give us your five, Miles. So mine was. Uh, There's only one movie in 2021 that I thought really. Deserves recognition from me as far as, um, but Spider Man, um, Nowhere from Home, Nowhere Home, I thought was amazing. Um, I, I love that they brought back uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in it. They brought a lot of the baddies f- from the uh, um, previous Spider Man movies. It, it worked. It was Marvel goodness, um, and and you felt bad for the the Peter Parker in. in our, we'll, we'll say our universe now because that's the universe we're dealing with. Um, great Doctor Strange. Um, so uh, yeah, if you saw if you saw this last Spider Man film, you probably know what I'm talking about, and you probably enjoyed it like I did. Yeah, have you seen it, Dave? I have not yet, and I have not uh, either. I am, I am, and it's only because I haven't made time to go to the theaters. And <laughs> when the when that came out, another movie dropped that's actually my number one. And yeah, that I made time for, and just not Spider Man. We when we did our Christmas Day tradition of going to the movie theater in the afternoon, I tried to get him to go to Spider Man, but we ended up going to see Sing Two. I was going to say it was Sing Two, wasn't it? Sing Two. It, it happens <laughs> when you have kids. And I know. It's a, it's it's enjoyable in its own right. I fell asleep. I, f- I fell asleep. Hey, you can't buy an app like that. <laughs> no, you can't. Then, then, well, then. you guys will have to watch it when, when I'm gonna, oh, we, we plan on watching it. So. Yeah. If Spider Man ever comes to Disney, that's the real big thing. Oh yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> I forgot about the whole yeah, Sony they, yeah, debacle. They, yeah, yeah. They don't. They're not playing nice with each other. They play nice. It's a very complicated relationship. It is. It is. Okay. Look, the mouse is going to win eventually. It does. The it, mouse, it, yeah. always, the mouse always ends up winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they've been having a lot of issues with their theme parks lately. That's a whole other issue. Well, when you're charging literally a firstborn child. Yep. Yep. Uh, hey, you know what? It's no wonder human trafficking. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) Just trying to get to Disney, man. (laughs) Sell the kid. No, I should not make fun of that. That's that's obviously a big big issue. But um, my number four uh, is Project Hail Mary. Now, if you recall the movie The Martian with Matt Damon Mm -hmm. and the book it was based on, The Martian. 
hailed as being it was it's a book that I read probably seven or eight times in my life because I've loved it. So when he dropped Project Hail Mary, he had one called I want to say it was Armid, uh, Artemis or something. He did one about the moon that was okay, but then this one set up kind of like Matt Damon being stranded on Mars. This is the guy that's stranded in a spaceship at the you know traveling to kind of save humanity. And it's a really fantastic story. I liked it a lot. Kiefer liked it so many times. He he, read, he liked it so much. He read it three times. Oh, okay. Wow. So it really it was a good story. I've only read it once. Hail Mary. But yeah, Project okay. Hail Mary. Project Hail Mary. Okay. Yeah. So it's good. Andy Weir, well worth putting it on. Um, I think Will Wheaton might read it. Might be the, it's the same reader that reads the Marsh. I think it might be Will Wheaton. I could be wrong about that. But Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton. But anyway, so that's my number four. Number four. How about you, Dave? My number four was finally getting Star Wars Rebellion the game. I had my eyes on that thing for years. And in 2021, I finally broke down and ended up getting it. And I am so thrilled. It's become my favorite tabletop game that I've ever owned. Never never played it. Ah, that that'll be so. That, sometime that, you're gonna have to Bob Miles. That, that's a, it, it, Bob it, Tyler. You and I. It's two people. Two people. That's okay. it. There, which is the problem. That is a problem. It's two people, that and it problem. takes a day. Yeah, a day. But if you got the time, it is. It's worth playing. It's fun. All right. Very good. How about you? You number four. My number four. Um, Lost in Space on Netflix. Uh, the, the third and final season dropped, and very enjoyable. Uh, I thought they did a good job wrapping up, but there, there's tiny bit of hope. I mean, the fans love it so much. At least what I've seen on Facebook from some of the groups, just saying we, you can't come with, a, with another season. So whether they will or they won't, it's it's up for grabs. But um, as far as Always, uh, who's that Netflix series? Yeah, so you never know, you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that you know, if, you, if listeners, if you haven't seen Lost in Space on Netflix, all three seasons are there, it, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Speaking of trying to save shows, I saw that Cowboy Bebop, yeah, they've been mm-hmm. trying, they canceled that after one season, uh, didn't seem to do very well, and then the there was a huge fan outrage. I think that last time I saw. 120,000 signatures on a petition to get that thing made. Wow. So uh, it's up there. We'll see if Netflix is listed. I yeah. saw it, and I enjoyed it. I, I don't know what the the problem was. It was definitely stylized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched, I think, the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I didn't get much further than that. So I guess that tells you, you know, how much I really, if I would have really enjoyed it, I would have made time for it. Right. I mean, I, I didn't binge watch it or anything like yeah. that, but I but I liked it. I don't know why, you know. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't grow, you know. My number three is Hawkeye. We already kind of talked about Hawkeye, but Hawkeye is my number three. I Again, probably the best thing to come out of Marvel this year. Um I enjoyed WandaVision. Um, I guess Falcon and Winter Soldier came out this year too. Yeah. And I did enjoy uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. There was, that was, um, that was good too. But I think Hawkeye, there was a really nice tone in that a blend of humor, 
you see that you see Hawkeye dealing with the fact that he's actually a human being. Um, and you just don't get back up as easily as you did, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that the fact that you can't go in and face all these explosions and come away with your hearing intact. It's just, it was, it was beautifully done. And I liked the fact that he was partnered with Katniss Everdeen. It was fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, uh, and she did a fantastic job. I love the, I love the villain. I love Kingpin. I love the Daredevil Kingpin, right? Yeah. AC coming into that. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, you're, oh, you didn't, you didn't actually, you know, finish Hawkeye, right? I haven't finished Hawkeye, so, but, but, you know, so Daredevil, there is a cameo from another character yes. in the Spider Man movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yes. yes. And, uh, ah. yeah. so yeah, so there's, there's some crossing over that's happening here. Mm-hmm. That's good. But, um, and, and what I've seen, I, I, I like, just the Marvel style of writing. I mean, yeah. um, the both of them are caught by the what they call the uh, um, the, uh, the tracksuit, the red tracksuits, the, the tracksuit mafia, yes. and fantastic. You know, you know, the, you know. Uh, I forget the girl. Uh, Gary's name. I'll call her Katniss for now. She's she's talking to the one guy, and he's like, "I'm having problems with my girlfriend." Yeah. I, 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 I um, you know, I, I know, I got tickets for Imagine Dragons, and yeah. you know, just you know, he's he's just kind of. Uh, you know, uh, unloading on her, and it, they're having a moment. It's just, yeah, you know. It's great. Yeah. And they bring that back in. You'll see that back oh, in. Oh, there's a payoff. That's not, it's yeah. a, there's a payoff to yep. it, and it's fantastic. Okay, good. Yeah, it's, yep. and again, it, it's so it's a witty banter that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fact that you have Hawkeye LARPing. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just and it's a fact that they've turned Avengers into a musical. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, and, and when you get to the final episode, watch the end credits scene. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say, because it is, it's fantastic. There's an end credits scene in the final episode? In the, yes. So you have you have to go back and watch it. I have to go back and watch it. It has to do with the musical. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And, okay. and it is, unfortunately, a very catchy song. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's Hawkeye's one when the characters, like you said, he, he about him being human. Well, he has no superpowers. Yep. He's not enhanced. He's just a badass with a bow and arrow. And he, you know, just, you know, the ultimate killing machine. But he's but he but he's just he's an aging, you know, soldier and uh, like you said, he's human and uh You said you're how many episodes in? Um probably about four or five episodes in. He's almost uh, at the end. Did you did you uh you got the payoff with Black Widow? Um, the connection to Black Widow. I saw. I, I saw. I saw. The, you know, he was facing the one girl, the assassin. Who, you know. Did you see the episode after that? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, oh, okay. Say yeah. Because I, it's a there's so there's an there's an episode that is a you saw Black Widow the movie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So episode that directly ties in. Okay, that that's, I'm looking for. That's something looking forward it's to. The next episode that you're going to hit. Okay, because it literally ties it in. Yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she, Dave. Was a fantastic character. Oh yes, uh, I love the way <laughs> it's just she's funny, witty, and it's great. And the payoff is great. Stop making she me either, like you. She, I she, can't she, help it. She, she, <laughs> she really, uh, she really needs her own show. Yeah, and just watching Barton deal with everything, how he hates the hero worship. Oh yeah, he he, he certainly does not see himself. As he certainly doesn't seem a hero, much less a good guy in a lot of ways. And the moment there with when 
Yeah, Katniss. I, I can't remember her name. It's going to be Katniss Kat- all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when she's telling him how she got into archery and all this stuff was it's such a moment. I, I love, it's, I love like you got a branding issue. Yeah. You got, you got, <laughs> the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. And then she finally gets him to like do something. He finally it, views her as a partner. Yes. Yeah. But this is a whole struggle with her. Like yeah. he, he's afraid to commit because of Natasha. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's for me of all the WandaVision was good in its own right. Um, and so was Captain America, uh, well, Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that really touched my heart. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we at? Oh, Hawkeye. So you number three for you. Oh, number three for me was Dune. The movie Dune. It I'm going to talk out. about my number two then because yeah. it's right with you. But go ahead. I, 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 I really enjoyed that. And it, it was good seeing that level of, of a quality sci-fi movie that we really didn't have. I don't that I recall have much of in 2021. And it was very authentic. It was, very, it was authentic. It was yes. felt real. Yes. Like this could actually happen. Yes. It, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. Yeah. Except it stopped halfway through. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, made me wanting more, which yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's my every good thing. That made my number two for a lot of the same reasons. I'm good. a huge Dune fan and obviously was part of a podcast, a Dune Saga podcast for a while. Uh, how about you, number uh, three? So you already mentioned Hawkeye, but I, I really enjoyed WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Uh, I, am, I am enjoying hockey. I forgot Loki. Oh, yeah. Loki so, was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, because after all, Loki. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, so we... We had them pretty much throughout the year, um, a new um, Marvel superhero show. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, out of my, out of, as, as far as favorites, maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think pr- I probably like the best. Um, I, I like the, dyna- the, the dynamic between, um, um, I, f- I forget their, their human names, but, you know, as far as Falcon, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, their dynamic, I liked the Bucky new Barnes and whatever his name. Was. Yeah, Bucky Barnes yeah. and and and, and uh, Sam. I think they get Sam. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Yeah, Bucky and Sam. I I, I like their their dynamic. Um, I I liked what they did with the the new Captain America. Um, watching him, you know, I mean, pe- people hated on him. I'm like, well, good, he did his job. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, psycho cat. I'm trying yeah. to think. But boy, that was a hard episode to watch. So when he's bringing the shield out, oh, I know, blood yeah. spatter. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. No, I, I think his. Yeah, that was tough. He has famous. I mean, he has famous parents in Hollywood. I think he's. Is he Kurt Russell's son? Yeah, is he? I think he might be Kurt Russell's son. I, 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 you would know. You're the fountain of useless information. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, useless. By the way. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that's a mm-hmm. that that's it's a gift. That's, and, and Elaine making her appearance. Oh, that was, yes. It's like, yes. well, I, I was, I mean, like I said, I thought he was a great character. I mean, <clears throat> you know, he took the drug, he went a little nuts, and he lost the Captain America mantle. And, but uh, whatever this organization that Julie Louise Dreyfus is a part of, he's going to get a, you know, I mean, and, and, that, and that follows, from what I understand, it follows the comic books. Um, 
Yeah, so it's better than I. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't read, read the comics. I, yeah, so, I, so I, I, listeners, if you read the comics, I'm not going to speak too much because I, I. But from what I understand, it, 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 there's a story thread with that. So that was probably. I, I loved all all of them. Um, you know, I could spend some more time on Loki, but I won't for now. But um, but probably my favorite was Falcon Winter Soldier, and I all right. uh, loved when, when Falcon took the uh, the Captain America shield and. Um, when he finally owned it, he was really the rightful, yeah. the rightful one. And, yeah, and I and I love I love the dialogue. The one thing I did like is, you know, our our nation in America, at least, you know, depending where you're listening to this, we really have you know dealt with a lot of, you know, of race issues over the years, and this really dealt with you know what's it like to have a black Captain America. What does that mean for it? And the the issues of him wrestling with that. I thought it was beautifully done and tastefully done without, you know, trying to really bang the message over the head. And I I really appreciated it. I walked away saying, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was me. Mm -hmm. That was me. Another thing I liked about these series is they they dealt with uh, what they call the blip. The uh, It's like I I thought, okay, there's there's some really good storytelling potential after uh, um, Avengers – Infinity War. Um, there's there, there's consequences to what happened, and Sam's family is they're probably going to have they had this boat, this this fishing. I think it's a fishing boat business mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like times are tough, and they might have to sell. And so he's been gone for five years. He's out of touch, and um, interesting s- struggles and drama created for, with with that and the other series also with the whole five year blip thing. Um, I, I, I like they, they made good use of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes sense to deal with the financial implications, the fact that people move into your house. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they know the Spider-Man too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and Hawkeye. Yes. I mean, uh, the, the five, I mean, he, so, in, well, what, what yeah, he did in Hawkeye he, he, was, he, he, he didn't, he didn't even get there yet. Well, uh-huh. I, well, but, but, but I remember in, in, um, Avengers, uh, end game, um, you know, we know what he did there in those five years. He went after mobsters, and, and he and, became Roman. He became the he, he he was the Ronin, and he was killing all these mobsters. And so, yeah. so a little story about that in Hawkeye, like the Ronin, and like it took me a while to realize. Oh wait, that was Hawkeye huh? who was doing that, killing mobsters and stuff. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I mean, so that so. You know he's already damaged from from doing that and just seeing where that what they do with it. Yeah. But so yes, Disney Plus I thought did a fantastic job giving us some great those great TV shows this past year. I'm looking forward to uh, more. Yeah, I'm skipping my number two because I already won it. So Dave, we'll jump over to you. Your number two. Well, what was your number three? Did you want to do your number three while you were there? Or we no, did talk about that? that. Yeah. We did talk about we it. So let's. You talked about completing the Thrawn yes the Thrawn ascendancy trilogy of novels. Yeah, I, another only read the first one. Oh, another just great piece trilogy set from Timothy Zahn. You're going to be getting some more Thrawn. Yeah, in yeah Delorean season three. Thrawn is oh yeah, Tiger is going to tie into Ahsoka. It is. So and I've been yes. I mean, hearing rumors you're going to see a lot of Ahsoka. You're going to see Thrawn in that. I I so you'll see him so. live action finally. Ah, uh, that'll be I, so I, cool. I, I'll, I'll watch it. Ah, uh, anything Star Wars? I watch yes, pretty well. Yes, 
Yeah. Even the Ewoks anyway. for Endor. Well, you know, once. <laughs> once. Watch it one time. Once. But yes, Fleeting the Throne of Seventy Trilogy. It was a, if you haven't read it, go get it. Read it. It's, read it's, anything that Timothy's on right yes. now, Thrawn. Even the legends. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and it's really good. I know uh, I was talking to you, Scott, about this before. The way he's written that character. And I'm, I'm going to put aside the Heir to the Empire trilogy because right. that's become legend now and it's what it is. But the reimagined Thrawn. From reading, from reading the novels, from watching his character in Star Wars Rebels, and you start reading these books, especially this trilogy, you forget—they've they, got it in such a way where you you don't know. Thrawn, is is Thrawn a bad guy or is he not a bad guy? You is question, he a villain you, or not? You question that in the other trilogy, in the, other, the first trilogy, because the, it's written all from his perspective. And it's a very interesting, it really started making me think about a lot of things is do the villains that we, that we portray, that we, that we, that we look at and say, that's the bad guy. From our point of view, it is, but shift perspective to another, to another spot. And you can see why someone's not a villain to some people. And, and and it's really interesting, especially the way they wrote this here. You forget he goes and you know leads leads part of the empire out of all this. Yeah. You know, and and it, it it's very very well written. It tells a great story. Do they does he tie it at the end of this trilogy? Does he tie it in to the first book of the second trilogy about why he's exiled? Yes. Okay. Yes, you find out why, and it's it, it's good. It's good, and and it really makes you want to see how Thrawn goes forward now. Is that after, the next trilogy? Well, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about another trilogy of books, but... Oh, there has to be someone yeah. down that's making money for Disney. Yeah, does. the last we saw of Thrawn, he, was, he disappeared with Ezra Bridger to who knows where at the end of Star Wars Rebels, so... Hopefully here this year we'll find out what he's been up to, where he's been, and tie it into the Mandalorian. Maybe even what happened with Ezra at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So that's your number. That's my number two. How about your number two? My number two, um, all the new Star Trek that we got last year. Um, Discovery, I'll give a qualified um, <laughs> um, liking of Lower Decks. Um, <laughs> Not that I really like it, but uh, I'm glad that there's more. I'm glad that there's just more Star Trek on TV. That's, yeah. that, that's always good, um, and I, and I really like Prodigy. Uh, um, so Prodigy came out last year. It, it came back during this hiatus that Discovery's on, and like I said, this this last episode with um, where they, they bring holographic characters of some of our heroes back. Um, that they, they, they did you see it, Dave? What's that? Have you bought uh, Prodigy? I, yeah, I watched the first episode or two. I intend to finish it, mm-hmm. especially after some of the screenshots and stuff I've seen of the last one, some of the last episodes, making me real curious as to see. So how you have this conglomerate of by characters. the time, yeah, by the time this episode drops, I'll just say we see hologra- holograms of Spock, Doctor Crusher, and Uhura. 
and um, and Scotty. So I thought Odo was in there. Was Odo and Odo, there yeah. yeah. So it's a, a whole bunch. It's just a, of great Star Trek goodness in this last up ep- this this episode. Um, and and a lot of those characters, a lot of those actors who play those characters are deceased. So what they had to do was um, re- recycle dialogue from past episodes, but they made it work. That's and, cool. And um, I mean, I, I I loved it. It was great. But the show itself, but you know, just these these teenagers on this uh, um, prototype of the starship, and it's and we have hologram Janeway on every episode, and um, they've already announced that. Chakotay would be making an appearance, and he made an appearance. And uh, there's a mis- there's a mystery in this, and so uh, he's involved somehow. Um, but hologram Chakotay, or like a real character, real Chakotay? Well, it's a re- it's a holographic recording of Chakotay. Okay, and uh, it piques hologram Janeway's interest. There's ah. there's a there's a storyline with that. That they're, they're, I guess they'll be dropping breadcrumbs okay. about that. Um, Interesting. But I, I so I'm I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the Prodigy show. I, so I'm, we we got a good. So last year we had Star Trek on, on the small screen, which is always good. Always good. Yeah. There you go. Yes. My number one, Matrix Resurrections. Right. So if you, you listen to the last show, you know that I loved the film, mm-hmm. and I loved it so much that I watched it four times in a row. <laughs> Thank God for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, it was it was a fantastic movie. I was a, it's a movie that I that has had a huge impact in my life from its inception, the very first one. I have a book sitting on my bookshelf at school called Matrix and Philosophy. You know, so like I was I was really I went down the rabbit hole. There you go, a lot. Um, been enjoying listening to my Matrix soundtrack and vinyl at school. It's a great way to. Get prepared to face students when <laughs> when you have Ramstein, you know, pounding in your background oh, and yes. Rob Zombie, and it's great. And Rage Against the Machine, you know, it's just perfect, perfect to set up my day. So I, but I've been, in, I enjoyed the movie immensely. I, 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 it's not a perfect movie. Don't get me wrong, but it's a, it's a movie that, for me, it's, it's the fact that it consistently was poking fun at. The people that wanted to make the movie, um, <laughs> and and the fact that and not and acknowledge that it's a cash grab, and if they're going to do this, let's make it and have some fun doing it. I just think it's funny that there's that there's a legal obligation they had to make a fourth film. Yeah, well, they were going to make. I guess Warner Brothers said we're going to make this with or without you. So the line that you know Agent Smith says. We're going to make it with it. It's, it's, it's legit. Like they were mm-hmm. going to make this movie regardless of whether Keanu's in it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to make it, if, you, if you're going to pay the Wachowski Lana to make it, if you're going to play, if you're going to, and you can get Keanu and Carrie in, that, that gives it a better chance. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, would I've watched it with other characters? Yeah. It'd have been a different story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael B. Jordan, I think, was one of the guys they had to play um, Neo, and that would have been an interesting, you know, have the, uh, you know, the guy from Black Panther in as the, uh, as the Neo, be an interesting take. But I'm really glad they brought Keanu Reeves, and I'm glad I like the way they did it. Right? There's something to be said for seeing characters come back after a long time. 
from a franchise we love. And it could be anything. Like we well, talked, they, they did with Bill and Ted's, right? The, well, yeah, he they did with Bill and Ted, but we talked about Star Trek Picard a little while ago. Yeah, yeah oh, we were and bringing back Q, right? We're doing that this year. You know, yeah. this this the reality is nostalgia sells, yep. and especially if there's a character that we've loved, we love the tr- the romance between Trinity and between Neo. So bringing them back, brilliant move. Even though the movie didn't do fantastic, mm-hmm. brilliant move from their part. And yes. I think that the failure of the movie was the fact that they paired up with Spider-Man. The Spider-Man came out at the same time. You drop this movie a couple weeks later, different ballgame. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I don't know, the first Matrix movie also didn't do well initially at the box office. It took a little bit of time to get going. But I don't think there's going to be a Matrix 5. <laughs> no. And I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, that's my number one, for better or worse. I am changing my number one. I don't know. Your number one's pretty good, though. My number one's pretty good, but... Wait, maybe a, an honorable mention. We'll keep... We can move it to an honorable mention, because I have an honorable mention. Yes, my number one will be an honorable mention. So, okay, so what's your number my, one? My number one here is getting my daughter obsessed with Harry Potter. <sighs> get, get she, she is... Did she read all the books? Well, we, she just finished the first one. Did you watch? Boys oh, she's, she's watched all the movies probably at this point at least four times each. I mean, she, she is obsessed with this. Hmm. She had basically a Harry Potter Christmas. I mean, a ton of Harry there Potter Legos. There are worse Legos. ways. Oh, there were far worse ways. She got uh, you know Harry Potter pajamas. She got a, a Hogwarts blanket from my, her grandparents. We got her uh, Hermione's wand that. When you flick your wrist with it, it lights up at the end. She just runs around and chanting spells and flicking this thing around. Mm-hmm. That's she, fantastic. She's obsessed with this, and, and I couldn't be happier because what team? What house is she in? Oh, well, she's a, a she is a uh, Gryffindor. Okay, yeah, she's all because that's Gryffindor. Good because that's where Hermione's at. Absolutely, she's, she is all there. She said we watched the uh, the twenty year anniversary thing, anniversary that was thing. Good. Yeah, it was yeah, really it's good. Yeah, and she she was. She was all into that. Watched it again. We watched the about first. It. Kiefer and I are going through all the movies again. Yeah. We just started. We just finished the first one. And loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she she's it's her first steps into this larger world, and I could not be happier. And I keep telling my wife, "I was like, you know, what's the line from Obi Wan? It's your first, first steps into a larger world. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Now you're being a good father. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's it." So I, so I told my wife, I said, you know, this is the first step. I said, you know, next we'll move into fan, the rest next, of the fantasy. The next will be Jason Momoa. Yes. <laughs> well, I joked with my wife the other day. He's, I think he's getting a divorce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sadly he is. he is. So I, I'm sitting there. She's in the bathroom getting ready for bed. And I'm in there on Instagram. I see a thing. He's like, hey, your boy's getting a divorce. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How are yeah. things going between us right now? Yeah, we're <laughs> good, right? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't blame you, but you know. Hey. <laughs> oh my! But uh, yeah, we so joke. We joke. That's we joke. awesome. So that's my number one. Getting her into into this world All is right. uh, my number one. Hmm. What's your number one? My number one. It's um, the Star Trek uh, Next Generation novels. Um, well, I should say. Um, I mean, yeah, they mostly take place in the Next Gen universe, but. Um, the, 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 the Coda books written by Dayton Ward, James Swallow, and David Mack. Oh, good. Um, so this is why, th- this is my number one. Uh, 
the two of you probably been reading Star Wars novels for thirty years or longer. You know, since the, you know, um, since they've been out. And what happened? I mean, there's been some good with Disney taking over Star Wars and some bad. And one of the bad things with Disney and Star Wars is that when they took over, they said, um, yeah, the novels, um, yeah, we're not going to, we're going to go in a completely different direction. They yes. exist in a different timeline or they don't exist at all. Yes. I mean, so for years for Star Wars fans, all we had was the novels. And then, you know, well, with Star Trek, you had a similar situation. So from 2005, after Enterprise wrapped up, um, you know, there was no expectation of seeing Picard and these other characters from D Space Nine and uh, Voyager and Enterprise on the on the small screen ever again. They thought, okay, that's it's done. So the so for a while there was a separate. Um, continuum. The, the Star Wars novels took place, so it was you had if you if you were in, it wasn't like before you could read the novels were sometimes just a one off. Well, that, now it kind of took part in a bigger universe, a bigger story, and um, that had gone on for almost twenty years. Um, well, CBS allowed said you know when they said we're going to do something with Picard. And it, it took place that went a totally different direction than what the novels do. The novels still have Picard captaining the Enterprise. Some of the some of the crew have moved on. Most of them, a lot of them stayed on. Um, you know, he got married. He, you know, him and Crusher got married in the novel universe. Um, the the lit verse I heard heard her called. Um, well, they the authors realized okay, this is going to go in a completely different direction. I don't. I don't know exactly if CBS said, "Okay, guys, you could either we're going we're, we're going we're going to do it different direction. You you could either just leave things as they are or wrap it up." So the authors came up with a way to wrap it up, but tell a whole story and adventure. Um, it's almost. It's kind of. Like in Dallas, where where she wakes up and Jr. being shot was a dream. Well, these novels took place in a um, splinter timeline, and the there, there's aliens that we saw in Next Gen that are that that fed off neural energy of people. They're going to other timelines and all like that, and um, they're doing it to this timeline too. The, the Picard and many of the characters realize. This this timeline they live in, and it's gonna it's gonna die anyways. So they could either try to save the prime timeline, they call it the prime timeline, and stop these aliens, or just let things go. So there's an adventure of Picard and and, and crew from the, the crews from the other uh, stories, not all of them, but most of them, uh, many of them, um, fight these aliens off. Um, they do a lot. Wesley Crusher is featured in there a lot. He he's uh, um, a, a a mere universe. Picard actually tells says tells him to shut up once. Which is, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, if you're, if you're you know if you're a next gen fan, you appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so um, 
so so the, the authors had opportunity to wrap up this story in this universe. Everybody kind of dies and goes off in a blaze of glory, but um, they they able to wrap it up. And so I don't know if we're going to still get novels or many. We're, we'll still get novels, but they won't, we won't get any more novels in this um, in this storyline anymore. They, they wrapped it up, um, but they did it in such a way as to let them go in a blaze of glory and live, have one more last adventure. Um, uh, nope. You know, nobody would know the sacrifices they made, but um, they saved the prime universe in doing what they do. So, so, so you're telling me that all of the Trek novels up to this point, this is the culmination and the closing for, for for the literary timeline from like 2005 are we, are yes. we okay yes yep so interesting because what they're doing in Picard doesn't match up they, there's no way to match right. what happened in Picard with what's been going on in these books for the last 20 years so right. are we right, talking right, about right. the Picard timeline basically because the discovery books obviously are not in that yes, yes. yes. So we're not talking so, about all of Star Trek okay. we're talking about Star the, the a next gen vein. level Yes, yeah. probably next gen level. Next gen, yeah. What was going on in the Berman Berman you know, area characters? Bur- okay. Berman, yeah. Um, so there was a you know stories being told for a long time, and it was helpful to know what happened in the past book. Um, you know it, you know it, it was a it was a bigger, wider universe. Yeah. But this universe doesn't match up at all with what's going on. In Picard. Picard is going doing its own thing, and so either either it was like eh. It never happened, and we're just gonna, cut, you know. So they had they had a chance to go in their own terms, and I mean, I'm hoping Ward, Swallow, and Mac will write Star Trek books in maybe in the Picard verse. I'm I'm kind of you know in this new, you know in the Prime Universe, what we'll call the Prime Universe now, but uh, but but yeah. So that, so that's what I mean for for me. This was you know my my number one. Um, does, does this also then signify the true death of the Kelvin timeline as well? Uh, no, because that's no, has, that's not the answer I want to hear. Not part <laughs> of the of this time. This, this is a, the only the only universe. Well, all universes that are dealt with is the universe that what they call this the literverse. The, the, well, well the. the Picard and crew are, are, you know, are in this splinter timeline. Key thing, Picard and crew. And there, there, there's, they do go to the mirror universe, but this mirror universe is part of this splinter timeline. And they, they had visited other universes throughout the, the, the series of books over the last 20 years. There's a couple they go to, but no, the, the Kelvin timeline is not. Crap. Um, Dealt with it all. Well, either way, now there, there was a there was a twinkle in your idea. There was a there was slight one, and again, I, I made the mistake of having hope. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, give me a bird. You shouldn't have faith. I, in I think you, faith in that heart. Shouldn't yeah. have faith in that heart. I don't think I spoiled it enough. That, no, that, that will ruin your enjoyment of these books. No, you've just got me completely intrigued, and I cannot wait till I finish this Firefly book to start these up because yeah. now I'm now I'm excited. Mm-hmm. All right, but. Uh, but yes, so that that's my number one. Um, it was some good Star Trek reading. I'm sad to see it go, but I'm but I I think I like the way they went about it. They 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 had an opportunity that Disney didn't afford um, 
what, what they were calling the extended universe, the, the Star Wars extended universe. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yep, you're done. This is like, okay. Um, All right. Darn shame. Yeah. But there, there, I mean, I did, I mean, I look at on Amazon, there are more books coming out in the, in this new Picard yeah. universe. Uh, um, and, and I assume there'll be new discovery novels. And eventually when strange new worlds comes out, we'll probably get books like that. But, uh, um, nice. but, uh, yeah, so that's that. That's what Coda was all about, and um, sounds good. Cool. Yeah, so that 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 that's that's my number one. All right, and we have some honorable mentions. Miles, do you have an honorable mention? I have. Uh, well, uh, super, the new Superman Lois show on CW is great. That's so. That's your honorable mention. That's yeah. my honorable mention. Um, the storytelling in it is great. The you know, uh, it's a good character piece um, of. A superhero dealing with everyday problems that uh, married couples, uh, parents are dealing with their kids, but uh, have to sometimes save the world. And so, um, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, that so S- Superman's my honorable. There you go. My honorable is Finch. Premiered on Apple TV. With the, it was a movie with Tom Hanks, a a robot AI that's learning, and a dog. And it was probably the the sci-fi movie that hit me in the feels the most. So really, 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 really enjoyed that movie. So that's an honorable mention. If you haven't seen it, well worth seeing. I need to get Apple Plus. You do need to get Apple Plus. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my honorable mention is getting a 4K television and watching all of my lovely Trek growing up with in 4K it was like I've never seen it before, and I'm watching it with the eyes, with new eyes. Right, now, right. Now let me ask you something. Yes. I mean, when they said when they put next gen, well, well, even the original series and next gen in Blu-ray, uh, that kind of you know it, it picks up a lot of the flaws in production. It it does. Uh-huh. There is a lot of imperfection with it, but. For me, watching, like, I, I haven't watched TOS with it. I've watched the TOS movies, mm-hmm. but the feel, the look of it is the feel like I'm sitting right off the stage watching them film this mm-hmm. in real time, in, in real life with my own two eyes. And it's just cool. You can see the the uh, yeah a lot of the imperfections. You can see a lot of how much makeup these folks wear mm-hmm. for the for the camera and the screen because it looks some sometimes it looks very like they put it on with a spackle tool, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. It's it, it just a total different feel, especially the movies. Watching Spock's death scene in Wrath of Khan in 4K just adds a whole nother level to this scene that I've watched a billion times and still get emotional about every time I see it. It just adds something to it for me. And it, it's just spectacular. That's that's my honorable mention. There you go. Well <laughs> worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get a 4K TV now. Yeah, there oh, you go. I'm 
I'm telling you, yeah. it's it's pretty pretty cool. There you go. There you have it. This is our show. That's it. Yeah, fantastic show. Great discussion, guys. Yeah. Guys, it was great to be here hanging out. Oh, I love this. Yeah, it was yes, fantastic. just doing it. You know, we're we're on. So uh, apologize. This show's like what an hour and forty minutes almost. That's all right. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It flo- it's flown by at least for us. So hopefully you've enjoyed the conversation here. The but it was just about the shows we've been watching and even some of the real life stuff at the beginning and yeah. uh, gives you a little bit of insight into us and, uh, and yeah. yeah yeah so uh, next show do we know what we're doing next show we'll Man. have to talk about that next yeah show we again. do have to talk about that mm-hmm. I know that we're heading up into uh, Farpoint time yep not the oh, um, assuming that's going on yet still I, but you know it's I, I, it's, I, I know they, they're talking about Omnicron peaking here in about a month like so, whatever that means, Dave, stop rolling your eyes. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sick of it too. But it wouldn't surprise me if they do. No, if they do, if they do wrap that up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but maybe we can uh, reach out to someone from there. Maybe we can do a short interview with them. I, I would love that. I don't even think I filled out paperwork to go to that. You can take M spot. She's not going. <sighs> I said I forgot all about that. Yeah, I I did fill it out, but. Mm, I, I I think I forgot to also. Hopefully, they'll oh, guys, you guys all suck. See, I, I'm going to go there by myself, and you're not going <laughs> to. That's, that's I'll payback. end up going. <laughs> yeah, no. Just my pay. Just might have to end up paying for it. Which whatever. No. All right. Well, I believe that is about it. So uh, thanks for joining us in this conversation, this guys' night, and keep M and family in thoughts and prayers mm-hmm, as they walk through what they walk through and. Uh, Jenna, she has to work extra hours on winter shelter because of job issues and the hiring, which we all know about. Yep. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Miles, why don't you take us out of the show? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. See ya. And go boldly.